Michael and Julianne have been best friends for years. The one constant thing in my life is that he'll always be there. But they were never more than that. Call me four in the morning, whatever, we gotta talk. Until he popped the question. I called because I met someone. To someone else. Well. We're getting married. He was in love with me every day for nine years. Me! I can see why. She has known him for, what, five seconds? I can't lose him, George. I'm a busy girl. I've got four days to break up a wedding and steal the bride's mother. George, she's toast. The only fear she really has is you. So this means that I have four days to make you my new best friend and be my maid of honor. What? Why not? You're practically the best man anyway. I just asked myself, what would Lucio Ricardo do in this situation? Who's that guy? I told him, George, <laughs> if we're engaged, I'd be ashamed of it, right? It's just a big surprise. We thought you were a lesbian. Oh! Welcome back to the show, everyone. Yeah, this is going to be fun. It only took us 110 episodes to get here. Oh my goodness gracious. Wow. Well, everybody out there listening, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the, the movies, movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Yes, indeed. This is a fun movie. It is It is kind of the perfect romantic comedy, in my opinion. I, we'll get into it. I feel like maybe this will be an episode where maybe my mom will finally listen because she sure. loves this movie. She does love this movie. She loves Julia. Moms love Julia. Who doesn't well. love Julia? <laughs> Scott, why don't you introduce our guest and we can talk about this movie. We had, from our 54 episode, last. he was on the show last summer. We actually have him in person. Yes, Blake indeed. Knight, welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome Thank you back to the again. show. And I think that I just offered you my best friend's wedding, and you said yes. Oh, and by the way, we're watching My Best Friend's Wedding, released June 20th, 1997, <laughs> directed by PJ Hogan. Yes, yes, yeah. You, when you, I think you reached out and you gave me a list of two or three, but that was at the top of it, yeah. and I was very excited because I love this movie. And I've been wanting to friends, get to it. Yeah. I knew that I wanted one. to get to it this summer, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good summertime movie. <laughs> it's a good yeah. movie anytime. I this think. Yes, opened yes. the same day as Batman and Robin. I know. I know. Isn't that wild? That's it's, crazy. Yeah, and, and probably, Batman and Robin grossed a lot more money than this movie, obviously. But well, <laughs> I don't know. I remember we were just watching Julia on David Letterman. She went back a second time, I think, when she was doing press for Conspiracy Theory, mm. and they mention it 
in the interview that it just outgrossed Batman. Batman and Robin. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe it was within that year. And I know that Batman yeah, and Robin yeah. was very front-loaded, and it's, glo- and it's yes. gross, and then it kind of tanked afterwards. I think word Understandably. Of, yeah, I think word of mouth for Batman and Robin kind of got around, and people just kind of stopped going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's and probably true. Yeah. This is our second PJ Hogan movie. We did <gasps> yes. Muriel's Wedding, and this was kind of his big follow-up to that movie yep. Yep. of Muriel's Wedding was a big sleeper hit in America. And TriStar and Columbia was just like, we will do anything that you want. And this is what they settled on. Yeah. And it's a good one. It's Mm -hmm. a great plot. And it's such a fresh take on the rom-com genre, I think. Yeah, yeah. For the longest time, I would watch this or I would see this movie and just be like, is that Rachel Griffiths? It's not Rachel (laughs) She wouldn't be that little tiny role. Is it Rachel? It is. It is Rachel. And then when I realized this time around, I was like, "Oh yeah, PJ Hogan totally directed this movie. That is Rachel Griffith." Which is kind of why is she interesting? Because um, Rachel Griffith is such a huge part of Meryl's wedding that you would think that she would have a bigger role in this movie. Well, maybe we can think that they're in the same universe. Okay, everything is multiverse. (laughs) She's just very into weddings. I I like. like There's a bit in the trailer that's cut of Rachel Griffiths where she says "lesbian." Yes. And they probably <laughs> cut it from the movie because Lesbian? it's just Rachel's accent. Right. Of lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Lesbian. You're probably right. <laughs> I know. I heard a few things in that trailer that I don't remember from. The Lucy right. Ricardo line. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which makes sense for, for her, you know, for Julia just being a yes. comedy person and she's always, you know, plays redheads often too. But yes. True. Yeah. The, uh, this. <laughs> okay. All, all cards on the table. I have not seen this movie in a long time, right? So I saw it the exactly. other night in our. In and this our is one that I kind of rewatch every few years, right? Yeah. I, I don't go then more than a few years without revisiting it. And uh, this whole like clumsy, like klutz aspect. Oh, they're laying it on pretty thick with with Julia's character. She like, loves oh, it. Oh, you guys, mm-hmm. she just can't sit. Falling in a chair. back in that office chair. She, she does yeah. not know how to sit in a chair. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> falling off beds, That's chairs, all and I think just... that that scene of her falling off the bed was in yeah. every single TV spot for this uh, movie. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I've seen that spot, you know, dozens and dozens of times. Yeah. I watch this movie at least once a year, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do remember that spot pretty fondly. It, but. It's successful, though. All the klutzy stuff, like all the, you know, um, Butterfingers, Julia stuff. And when she was going out for, or when when she read the script for the movie, she said Mm -hmm. one of the things that drew her to it was the physical comedy, the aspect of that. So I guess that's something she's really into. And she does it well. Sure. Cute. Yeah. And then um, uh, another thing that I noticed, uh, just researching the movie and watching it again and going to some scenes and things like that, Mm -hmm. I was skipping ahead. The movie started from the beginning, mm-hmm. and I was watching it via Netflix, mm-hmm. and I was skipping ahead. And it did that little thing where a little thumbnail is in the center of the screen as you're, like, passing by. Mm-hmm. And every single flashing thumbnail <laughs> was just Julia making a cr- different crazy face. <laughs> I was like, she is in every She's in scene every single scene of this movie. movie. Is that true? I mean, yeah, I, guess so. I think so. Yeah. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, practically. I was like, wow, she like she's used heavily in this but yeah. it doesn't feel like uh enough it, like she's she's that good that you're just mm-hmm. like all right i yeah. want to see her and when she's not on the screen i'm saying where's julia <laughs> yeah yeah well the cool thing about this rom-com too a lot of the time you know there's a huge stretch of the imagination for whatever the mm-hmm. plot is and what's yes. gonna happen yeah i feel like this is really grounded in reality and we right. could you know the most unbelievable thing to me in this movie is that she's supposed to be 28 years old and she has her <laughs> shit together so well yeah you know, i always but, whenever yes. i revisit this movie 
and it reveals that she's 27, yeah. going on 28, the and they're going to be married by the time they're 28. I yeah. just gasp. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're going to drag her out in the town square if she's not married <laughs> by the time she's 28. Different times. But, but then yeah. I also think of that, when you revisit Pretty Woman, mm-hmm. Julia was only, like, 22 when she made that movie. I know. And it's just like, wow. Like she, But she's always sort of looked... Like she's in her early thirties. Yeah, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, also too, I feel like we've got this whole like Gen Z to bl- I blame Gen Z for everything, <laughs> but um, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just a product of being a certain age. But it's just like they they look so young now. Yeah, you know, like these kids these days, man, they look they look very young, and, and now they're all dressing like uh, we did in the early nineties. Yeah, exactly, so. <laughs> high waisted pants yep. and exactly. Jinko jeans are coming back. Yep. But you are know, they? yeah, oh kind of. It's just the big billowy like. Acid wash, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, Julia comes from that, like, uh, group of, you know, 90s gals, like a Sheryl Crow, a Helen Hunt, just perpetually 38. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Always a solid solid 38, no matter what movie, what year it is. I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, I I buy them as 38. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of other actresses actually turned down... The role. Okay. I was reading um, SJP yeah. was offered it and had to do Sex in the City commitments, yes, so she couldn't right. do it. I think Clarista Flockhart Clar- was yeah. Cl- offered it. Calista, yeah. Cl- <laughs> cholesterol. Cholesterol Flockhart. Flockhart. <laughs> I don't know. Miss, Mrs. Harrison Ford. Yeah. But yeah, also turned it down. And and she also turned down the role of uh, Kimmy. She turned down both. Yeah, roles. she yeah. turned down both. And I was reading that. What? What both, a screw up, right? <laughs> yep. And I was reading that both Laura Dern and Drew Barrymore were considered for the role of Kimberly. Mm-hmm. But I think Julia Roberts has it in her contract that she can pretty much cast whoever she's opposite of. Yeah. Because she, yeah, I think she she kind of greenlit the idea of Cameron Diaz and for right. Dermot Mulroney. Okay. Yeah. Had her and Dermot worked with each other before? I, I believe they've worked with each other since, but sure, I don't know yeah, if that was yeah. the yeah, first. Yeah, because they're in August done. Osage County together. Yeah. Together, and also Julia has been married to both Dylans, <laughs> Dylan Maroney and Dylan McDermott, in movies. In movies. Oh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> not in yeah, real yeah. life, but yeah, she's <laughs> right. She's been she's, married to both. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> or no, she starred opposite of both. I guess that she's not yeah, married she to him. Oh, okay, okay. Dermot Got Maroney. it. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I would have loved to have seen Drew Barrymore as Kimmy. She would have been good she, as she Kimmy. She could have done a good she, job. Yeah. Well, and this kind of launched Cameron Diaz. She had yes. just done, yeah, what, yeah, The yeah, Mask yeah. and... I think that she was coming off of She's the One and Feeling Minnesota. Oh, boy. Okay. Keanu Reeves. So, so she, was, she was an indie okay. queen at this point. She was right. an indie queen at this point. You and, know, I think mm-hmm. Cameron... Work does ultimately work a little bit better than Drew because so. Cameron gives me that kind of like waspy, like rich, yes. you know, um, blue blood. That's true to her to the character going yeah. to karaoke in her pearls. <laughs> well, she didn't know. She didn't know. I mean, I have so much to say about this karaoke scene. I yeah, love that. Like, scene. We'll get there. <laughs> no, yeah. it's great, but it is. Out of control. What is, is going on? The logistics <laughs> of this karaoke bar, I got a lot to say. I mean, come on. I'm excited to hear your commentary. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I think Cameron is very successful. I, Drew would have been fun, but... Yeah. Um, but she was in rehab at the time. So. Probably. Not really. yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> like maybe, working her way yeah. back in the studio system because she, yeah, yeah. she had just done Scream. Okay. So right. she was sort yeah. of... I don't know. You said that Callista was offered... Both roles, or is that's somebody I mean, else. I heard that okay. Callista Flockhart had turned down the yeah the Julianne and the Kimmy role. Interesting, because mm-hmm. I feel like what she, year what year did Ally McBeal start? 
Oh. It had to start after probably around nine, that around time. 97, yeah. Around that time. Yeah, 96, yeah. 97 probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just thinking I mean, well, the other thing is too because Julia and also Dermot mm-hmm. have this uh perpetually 38, you know, look to them. Right, right. <laughs> to me, I feel like the age difference when he says, "Oh, this is you know, I met this girl. I'm, you know, we're getting engaged. She's 20. It's yeah. like she's 20. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What the hell? That seems so young. Yeah. But in in reality, they're playing just turned 28. Right. So I mean, that's not that big of an age. Right. Yeah. Cameron was probably 23, 24 when she made this. Yeah, yeah. So I think that she was about 21 when she made the mask. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. So. What do you know of the script of sort of right before filming? Like, what did this shooting script look like when also, the actor signed on to it? I, I believe... So, Ronald Bass, or Bass, I'm not sure how you say his name. He's the screenwriter. And also, his screenwriting credits are Amazing. insane. Yeah. Like, Rain movies Man. that I had no idea that he wrote. Sleeping at the Enemy, Waiting to Exhale, How uh-huh. Stella Got Her Groove Back, Stepmom, uh-huh. Oscar winner for Rain Man. So, wow. it's written two Julia Roberts movies. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Two two Julia starring vehicles. Um, from what I've heard about this, I, I was trying to do some research about it too, and I couldn't really find the information uh, yesterday. But I think that the movie was supposed to be a lot more. I think it was rated R. Okay. And I think that it was supposed to be a lot darker. I know that the George character had a completely different name, and he didn't really have many oh, lines. His name was Digger. Digger. Which is, sure, I understand why they had mm-hmm. to change it to George, a little distracting. But yeah, initially, I think he only had two or three lines, so Rupert Everett was very hesitant to join on uh, for the film. Right. Um, yeah. But once he saw, I, I think once the director saw their rapport, they did a lot of rewrites for that, too. But I'm so not sure. I don't know a lot about the script sort before. Sort of became things. his editor. Or her, her editor. editor. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting that at this time that Julia Roberts took this role mm-hmm. and also like TriStar and Columbia that you're making your main character not very likable. Yeah. That she's she's she does some pretty awful things in this movie. I mean, she's a villain. She's a villain. But it takes <laughs> someone as talented like Julia to really sell the shit out of it, though. That's true. That's yeah. true. Although in the initial... The initial, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys know about this, but in the initial cut of the movie, mm-hmm. um, so it, I don't know if we want to jump into this already, but in the initial cut of the movie, mm-hmm. the the final scene, right? She finds uh, someone at the wedding who she kind of falls for. Isn't it John Corbett? John Corbett, mm-hmm. Aiden from Sex and the City. That's so right. Crazy. Yeah. Probably yep. just p- playing Aiden. Exactly. Or like he does. <laughs> As yeah. He always does. Yeah. My best friend's wedding. Same. Or not my best friend's wedding. My big fat Greek wedding. Oh yep. yeah. Same same type of character. Yeah, but yeah. Know. So she meets this guy after the whole you know breaking up the relationship evil scheme doesn't work out and I guess test audiences hated that aspect of it they were not having it no and they they actually a lot of people wrote in that they wished that the character the julia character died (laughs) because they were so upset that she just got away with being heinous yeah Yeah. so they had to do reshoots for that final scene and a couple others as well that's interesting that's interesting i feel like I mentioned my mom really liking this movie, and I remember she has great the, taste. Yes, <laughs> and I remember at the time. Well, she tells me I'm very handsome all the time. Um, I remember at the time, the two of us thinking, "Okay, well, we're rooting for Julia. She's our, you know, hero. She's your heroine. She's yep. the she's the star of the movie. She's so the protagonist. For mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, as the two of us, just Joe Schmo movie walk, watchers, mm-hmm. we're thinking we have to be on her side because she's leading this movie. Right. Which means to us in our pea brains mm-hmm. that. 
Cameron is the villain. Cameron's right. the one that we shouldn't like. Right. But she comes in playing this role so, so you can't help but root for Kimmy. Right. You know? You're right. And they do such a good job of balancing Kimmy as not being a villain because right. she could easily be like, I'm the 20 year old. Oh, you know, yeah. I want to change him. I want to do all this stuff. But, you yeah, know, yeah. At the end of the day, she, you, you do want her to, you know, succeed. To succeed, even though, um, you know, Dermot Mulroney fully screams at her in public and makes her cry in a restaurant. <laughs> I have a that was a little heavy that. handed. I thought yeah. about that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, this is a toxic trait. <laughs> Let's put a pin in this one for yeah, later. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, I think the whole thing with, with um, the Julianne character uh-huh. uh, just being. Yeah, not not really that she's unlikable, but obviously she has her own designs on everything. Right. She's trying mm-hmm. to ruin this other character's life, and uh, it's not really warranted, yeah. right? Yeah. And she doesn't she doesn't get a happy ending um, right. at the end. And I think that that is very unique for a rom com, and I oh, think yeah. that's one of yeah, the reasons yeah. this film stands out so much. Yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. Yeah, sure. I love just the beginning. The opening of this movie is great. Yeah. Well, are we going to talk about the Ani DeFranco song? Oh, are we yeah. going to <laughs> That's what I was go to the restaurant scene? Both of them are yeah, amazing. I remember I was kind of really I was kind of gagged when I found out that was Ani DeFranco doing that cover. Me yes. too. Do yes. you know Ani DeFranco was one of my first big concerts? Oh, really? I was probably like <laughs> how niche I feel like. I was yeah. probably like fifteen years old. <laughs> so Ani DeFranco and Bozeman. Who'd you go with? I went. I went with my best friend. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Did I they do this it, song? She did not do the song. <laughs> I feel uh, like she wouldn't do this. But I remember concert. during the 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 show, uh-huh. the couple in front of us started to smoke weed, and me being like fifteen, <gasps> I was just like, "We are in public! Oh my god! <laughs> there are these people smoking weed right in front of me! <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, I'm huh. getting the. Yeah, I Franco first concert. That's, that's cool. amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's cool our first like right cool concert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That opening scene, though, it is great. And it sets a tone for the movie, you know, that's very, very playful. You mm-hmm, kind of know what you're mm-hmm. getting into. And it's it also, this movie is so musical. Yes. I feel yes, like there are, yeah. what, five five or six different numbers of yeah. people actively singing. Not just, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the soundtrack or the score. Right. Which is also great. James Newton Howard, the score. Oscar mm-hmm. nominated, too. Yeah. Oh, was it? Back when score was two categories, it was drama and comedy. Oh, interesting. And James Newton Howard, it's one of his few Oscar nominations. Okay. Yep. That's a shame. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yep. but yeah. There, I mean, there are so many songs in this movie. You know, makes yeah. sense from PJ Hogan because mm-hmm. uh, the soundtrack was a big part of Meryl's wedding too. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's right. And I think even just the way the opening is staged, the color and, and the yeah. and the music and all that, it is that playful kind of like I don't know. It just it just tells kind of informs me that this is not an American Hollywood. Definitely, yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? It's stylized in some way. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, of course, this is an Australian director. Look at this, like, opening sequence. Yeah, yeah. Nobody would do that. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Especially, like, at the time. Right. Um, but the opening restaurant scene, yes. also. It's always, it's very interesting how they landed on Food Critic in yeah. the script. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's very that gay. This, <laughs> 20, like, this 27-year-old that is just, like, writing these, like, make it or break it. Destroying these yeah. restaurant yeah. reviews. This, re- this <laughs> staff is uh, like, I will burn down your house with your I will murder family. your unborn <laughs> child. Yeah. yeah, I will murder if your you entire family. you don't get this shit right. Yeah. Well, and then later on... 
later on, the George character said, you know, he's whenever they're doing the dinner scene, mm-hmm. and he says, "Oh, we were we met at a um, an insane asylum where." <laughs> She sent a, a sent a chef. Uh, she made him insane with a crazy review that she wrote yeah. about his food. I was like, oh, there's probably some truth right? in that world to that. But yeah, yeah, I think that it's a great power play to have her be a food critic and show how assertive she is. Yes. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, just like I guess that was just the '90s of you could be 27 years old and <laughs> oh, be that successful. <laughs> Those were the days. As a print journalist. Yeah. Can you imagine? And, <laughs> right. And it starts off there in New York. Yes. Right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, because she f- has to make her way to Chicago. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So this scene is cute. It's the whole like uh, we also you know it's kind of a uh, we get informed of the backstory. Yes. Of but both it's, of them. it's a little running joke with with Scott and I of like what kind of crazy movie job are these people going to have? You know? <laughs> what are some of your highlights? Well, I mean, usually it's in it's in publishing. It is. You're you right. Know, usually people are in magazines. writing, publishing. Somehow. Yeah. One of my favorites is Amy Adams in uh, Leap Year. She's an apartment stager. Oh, interesting. Yep. Apartment stage. That had to have yeah. come from the real yep. life inspiration, mm-hmm. yes. I'm guessing. What does Maya Rudolph do in Away We Go? Oh, she oh, um she illustrates medical text. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. That but yeah. somebody does somebody it. Somebody does. Well, <laughs> I remember my sister who was going to like ultrasound school at the time, I mentioned that or uh-huh. we went to that movie together and she was like, Oh yeah, that's like a big career and then that's she lists off like all of these names, people that she knew <laughs> that like, do that? that, that she just knew of. Interesting. That did that. So yeah. yeah, yeah, niche to us. Maybe it's it's everybody else in somebody's world. It's a really big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. but yeah, food critic is a good one. It's a good one for a movie not to be about food. Anyway, Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and you don't see it a lot. Well, I mean, it's not a ratatouille thing, but right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they. Ju- I think they just. You know, this is an old rule of romantic comedies going back to like the screwball romantic comedies Mm -hmm. of the 30s is that your main characters kind of have to have a way to just leave everything behind and get into the business of the movie right right so they have to be they can't be like a school teacher right exactly you know (laughs) they have to have some kind of independent wealth and job that they can just be like well i'm gonna go away into this fantasy land of what's happening in the movie and and let it all go crazy it helps that kimmy's parents are like Loaded. Forbes yes. magazine, yeah. richest people oh, in America, talk. rich. <laughs> yeah, 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 that you can plan this wedding in four weeks and book all of your venues. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not a, it's not an oh, issue at all. I'm vendors. in the middle of wedding planning right now, and I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. telling, yeah, we can't even get calls back from bakers, right? <laughs> Just yeah. normally, yeah, for, working out for weeks. You mm-hmm. know, um, they're if, doing it. No, if in my seven best days. friend yeah. told me that she was getting married the next day. The started the, the next, next day. weekend. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, bitch. And can I fly out <laughs> and be in your wedding party? I'm so upset. I would be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and if I didn't know that person at all, yeah, I would be so mad. And even Michael in the script or in the in the movie even says, yeah. you know, uh, oh, it all happened really fast. It's a four day thing. It starts tomorrow. I was like, you could have given a few days a lead time. Bit, yeah, yeah. Also, like a four day thing. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like you have yeah. to be like. Loaded. Does this yeah. exist? This traditional four day wedding extravaganza, even for, I don't even know. for like the mega rich, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Uh, Vanessa Hurley mm-hmm. is that her name, right? Vanessa Hurley. That sounds like a person. 
Wait, is that not her name? The, from uh, Austin from Powers. Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. Hurley. Yep. Elizabeth, she, so Vanessa Elizabeth Kensington. Hurley. Yeah, Vanessa Kensington. <laughs> and she right. married like a, she married like a, billionaire. a billion rich guy from like India. Yes. Yeah. And they had like a week-long wedding. Well, it, yeah. but is he he's, – he's Indian from India? Because I, so. I was going to – when you said – when we were saying is that a thing, I was going to be like, well, I think it is in India. Oh, okay. Because their wedding situation is very like on another level. Right, right. Like, okay. They fully have like – like I knew an Indian girl in college, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting married. There's going to be 600 people." And oh I was my like, god! Oh my god! That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and their family wasn't even loaded. I was like, "How yeah. are you doing this?" But Whoa. it's a thing where everybody pitches in. It's a whole thing. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. They're having this four day, you know, uh, wasp wedding extravaganza. Yes. In Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and Jules has to head over there. And I feel like it's one of those things where, she, you know, when she gets the call. Mm-hmm. Because they were just talking about if they're not married by the time they're 28. Yes, they have a... They're getting hitched. Have a pack. Yes. Yes. And she has to... She's checking her messages on her home answering machine <laughs> by calling her home answering yes. machine with her giant cell phone. <laughs> To check the messages from the restaurant. And it's one of those dad flip phones oh, yeah. from the 90s. With the leather case? With the full-on leather case. Well, and at one point, she's carrying the phone in, like, a clutch, basically. A clutch. And it's the only thing that's in the no, clutch. There's not even a credit there. card squeezing no, next no, to this phone. No more room. <laughs> it's very um, much a sign of the times. But yes. it's, you know, it's nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That would have been a nice phone in 97, it would have been, been a great phone for that well, year. Well, she was a very yeah. successful food critic, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, so. definitely. <laughs> so, but I'm thinking that... You you know, when she talks to uh, Rupert Everett, George, forgive me. George, George yes. When she talks to George and she's explaining who he is. You know, she's just like, oh, yeah. You know, just kind of wistfully reminiscing about this man. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the brief relationship in college. Mm-hmm. but In Florence. In Florence for, yeah. for a month. Mm-hmm. A month. A one steamy hot a month steamy or something. steamy hot yeah. month, you know. But they've been best friends ever since. But then... Once she does find out that he's engaged and it's like this whole like pact is off the table, that's when she's just like, oh, oh yeah. wait, I have been in love with him this whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a little convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just like, wait, was she, is she in love or is this just her like right. person, this like type A personality just being like, no, he's going to marry me, not her. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure because it seems like I don't remember exactly. Yeah. I don't know what exactly they say whenever she does check the uh, the messages and she's mm-hmm. sitting there with George mm-hmm. and she says – she kind of acts like they haven't talked in a long time. Right. Yeah. That's what I got. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If it, it'd be – you know, if they were best friends and hanging out and talking all the time and yeah. all of this was a very sudden thing and she was kind of in love with them on the down low the whole time, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. But for her not to really be chasing him actively yeah. and then – I don't know. And then all of a sudden it's just life or death. It's yes. just like – I've got to break up this marriage. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's like, yeah. It's like, all right, to collect yourself. It is like we <laughs> Have said. Have a cocktail. Yeah, chill, exactly. chill out. I think the biggest issue would would be the whole like, okay, well, now i got to make my way over. i got to take off work for a couple of days, yeah. be in this wedding. It's it's a little bit of a pain, but, you know, right. I guess we'll make it work. She's best friend. friends with their editor. She can make it work. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. In the universe of the movie, it's no big deal, obviously. Sure. She's able to take the time and, yeah. and do whatever. Maybe go review the caterers. <laughs> <laughs> But, that um, could be her end for t- getting a few days to go to Chicago. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, you know, she makes her way to uh, Chicago, gets met up at the airport by uh, Dylan Michael. McDermott, by Michael. Uh-huh. And this is when we get our first glimpse of 
It's Dermot Mulroney, right? Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that the entire time. (laughs) I always mix up those two names, too. Yeah. Not Dylan McDermott. (laughs) Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. And I'm sure that those two actors have been getting that their yeah. entire career. So oh, it doesn't even yeah. sound the same. It's just no. multiple syllables with yeah. the yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> but at any at any rate, this is when we get our first glimpse of young 20-year-old Kimmy. Kimmy, yeah. Cute as a button. Yeah, she's very cute. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton haircut. Yes. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the pearls. <laughs> yeah, the the look, it's it's I mean, it's a it's a lot of look. It's, you know, it's the very like uh, you know, sweater set. It's I mean, def- that whole family. It's the whole Waspy like, family. It's definitely yeah. the look that Hillary probably brought to her like beauty salon in the late 90s. <laughs> oh, like, for sure. I want I want the Kimmy look the picture from Cameron my best friend's is. wedding. <laughs> she had true. I think she had, I think Hillary actually in the 90s was rocking a bob. Yeah, I think yeah. she had bangs and a and a shoulder length bob. I think that that's time. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She didn't she didn't graduate to the to this to the Kimmy cut until a few, <laughs> to a few years later, or like so. mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we got our our favorite scenes of of Kimmy behind the wheel. Oh my god, my this, exit. This always <laughs> makes me think of when you see those memes of gays going to get their iced coffees. Yeah, or just like <laughs> whoopsies. Yeah, <laughs> peeling off on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I I love. I love Julia's acting, you know, her like scared acting in the car because it looks pretty, mm-hmm. it looks pretty treacherous. Yeah. It's, it's a funny scene. Julia rocking her 90s sunglasses. Oh my gosh. That yeah. that was just sort of the cool look well, yeah. of when you're an A-lister and you're out promoting a movie, mm-hmm. you had to have those like little circle sunglasses. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And and all the, the blazer she's wearing, you know, the thicker lapels. Oh my yeah. goodness. It's very, very mid-90s mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. Yeah. Her whole, her whole color palette. Beige. Tan, tint, grays. But that offsets because the family, Kimmy's family and Kimmy herself, it's all floral pastels. Florals and yeah. pastels. Yellows. Especially, yeah. Light blues. Especially when we meet her conjoined twin cousins. Oh, my gosh. The horny sisters. The, the horny yep. sisters from yes. the South. The vengeful uh, sluts. Rachel Griffiths <laughs> and Carrie Preston from... Uh, Arlene from True Blood. True Blood. And also, what was the nail <laughs> oh, yeah. show? Claws. Claws. Yeah, she was really funny on Claws. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. How That's right. I, how could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do like Carrie Preston a lot. She's funny. Yeah, she's great. You know, I didn't even think about that. How her... How Kimmy's family is just that very, like, Laura Ashley, just like florals and, <laughs> florals and pastels. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. And it's yeah. interesting of how Kimmy's family is written is that they're not even written as the villains. No, like that you could have very easy, sweet. You could have easily seen they the script her. just yeah. making caricatures of these waspy yeah. uptight people. Yes. Yeah. But they seem pretty cool though. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean that's a, that's another reason why I think that this, you know, this rom-com is so set apart from the others because mm-hmm. there isn't any active villain that's going against the protagonist. Yes. Yeah. It's almost as if the protagonist is her own villain in this case, yes. you know. Yeah. And even like even when you meet Kimmy's mother, who uh, is played by Susan Sullivan, yes, from Dharma and Greg, that's where she's I remember amazing. her from. She, <laughs> she she Greg's mother. She's dark. She's Greg's mother, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah she's Greg's because she, she is essentially playing the same character. But you know, you see this woman, and she's playing this type, and you know, yeah, I don't know if I you're going to go to like a Lucille Bluth kind of a right, you know, thing that easily, yeah, you know. But she just 
she just is so welcoming mm-hmm. to Jules, you know, the entire thing. I mean, the she must have been she must have been really cool with her stealing that truck at the end of the movie. <laughs> oh my god. That she was still <laughs> even invited to the wedding. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's very true, yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, the whole family is so sweet. Even the father, yes. um Walter, mm-hmm. I can't remember who the the name of the actor there. Yes. Um but he, you know, everyone is so sweet and just kind of welcomes Julianne with open arms mm-hmm. <laughs> to their own detriment at, at yeah. some point, you know. <laughs> and I believe that Cameron's best friend got in a line dancing. A line dancing. An Abilene. Yeah. She broke her leg line dancing. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And she couldn't do it with a broken leg. So Jules was sort of like bumped up. (laughs) Yeah. To be the maid of honor. To be the maid of honor. Yeah. Yeah. So was he planning on inviting her to this wedding? Had this... Had these circumstances not happened? I don't know. Maybe he's just that type of guy who Last doesn't minute. care about this sort of thing. Or maybe he just knew, like, I'll just call Jules, like, a few days in advance, and she'll make it. I mean, it sounds Regardless. crazy. Yeah. yeah. It sounds crazy to me. But, yeah. Could have yeah. could have been they had that kind of relationship, I mm-hmm. guess. I would have been livid. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Invitation, I would I have been, like, like, really. When I was invited to my friend's wedding, that was, like... In three months. Yeah. I was just like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, scrambling. <laughs> now I have to look at my schedule and like rearrange my vacation days. Because well, that was the destination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Destination weddings are always a thing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Come that's on. very true. Who do you think you are? <laughs> that's very true. Uh, um, so she kind of decides right off the bat, like, okay, I got this. I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to break them up. Break this shit up. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. No holds barred. Um, the engagement party is kind of the first place, though. Where we kind of talked about how... Well, you get those Kimmy. scenes with Kimmy, those great scenes where she's sort of talking about everything that drives her nuts about Dylan. The elevator stuff. The elevator stuff is really good. Or... Michael. Just call him Michael. Michael. <laughs> yeah. Dermot. Dermot. Dermot Michael. See, see now, I'm Michael. already doing it. I know. I'm going um, to write it on a post. We're going to have, like a, like, a little ding. <laughs> on this show whenever we mistake the two. Every time, take a shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yeah. So she's talking about all of these things that drive her nuts about Michael. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of tops the scene off of, well, none of it matters. Right. Because that's him. Right. I threw the list away. He's not a balance sheet. He's Michael. And loving him means loving all of him. You get nervous in small compliance spaces. So it's sweet of you to want to be protective. But nothing ever could, ever did give me one moment's pause about this marriage. You become hysterical in small confines. That's one. You. You'll always be there in his mind, this perfect creature that he loved for all those years. Well, perfection can get wearing after. I'm not kidding. I had to face up to all of my competitive drives, and believe me, I've got them. No. And after all, what, am I going to be jealous of you for the rest of my life? Our paths will keep on crossing. Of course. He'll always talk about it. It's only natural. And the answer was so simple. (laughs) I was going to predict that. You win. I've missed a step. He's got you on a pedestal. And me in his arms. Yep. Yeah. So that's just kind of the first sort of, uh, like, chess move that yeah. this character has against Julia. Yeah, that's that, true. That she's probably like, oh, shit, this is going to be harder than I thought. Right, right. And But they are, when they do get in the elevator... And she starts going down the list and saying, oh, I broke him of this house. Cigars in bed, you know. So she is trying to change some things. Cigars True, in bed, Michael. But cigars in bed are terrible. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's, That's gross. Horrible. Still, 90s, yeah. different time, you know. 
but yeah, then and then uh, uh, Julianne, Julia Roberts' character mm-hmm. says, or she's saying, oh, the way he sucks soup through his teeth, and she says, don't touch that one. It's a trademark. Yeah, you know, it's just there are so many kind of cute moments peppered in with all mm-hmm. this diabolical scheming yes <laughs> that yeah. make it such a fun balance you know of a yeah. movie to watch yeah absolutely absolutely um <clears throat> and she's kind of picking up on little things that kimmy is throwing out there mm-hmm. um to kind of use against her later on sure quitting college yes mm-hmm. yeah she dropped she's she's dropping out of uh Architecture, architecture school, and <laughs> Michael has a career that he travels a lot because he's a he's a sports journalist, right? Yep, mm-hmm. I think he covers college teams. I think so. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. If San, if San Francisco sweeps Sacramento, I guess that's yeah. college. I mean, it could be whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do the sports, so right. <laughs> you would know more than me. Um, yeah. So okay, we got to get to this karaoke bar. Okay, yes, because she kind of because Kimmy kind of throws it out there like, oh, she says it in the elevator about things that they don't like about Michael, and she's just like, oh, he loves karaoke. Oh, she's like, I can't carry a tune. So Julia files that away. Is like, Mm -hmm. okay, we'll come back to this. Yes, (laughs) this karaoke bar where every (laughs) single table. Is filled and it's the middle of the fucking day. The middle. Who is doing karaoke in the middle (laughs) of the day? Do you know what I was also? I mentioned this to Pete that now we're in 2021, like sort of this COVID filming, yeah, like environment. Are you going to see scenes like the stage like this anymore? I don't know. Just like many extras, all of these extras in the scene. I've heard that you're not as much. I've heard. I've heard from a few productions saying like, "Oh, film filmmaking is never going to be the same." I think it will eventually. They're just going to have to sort of stage it around having that many extras. Yeah. Drop them in. They'll just blue screen Green screen it, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put them in post. Yeah, exactly. But, do what okay. they do in, like, The Bold and the Beautiful and just use a mannequin. Yeah. Do they really do yeah. that? I mean, <laughs> they, yeah. were, they, they were, were yep. like, a year ago. Oh, my God. So, Crazy. okay. So, this karaoke bar is full of tables. Yes. There's no stage. Uh-huh. The, the MC is clearly already wasted. There, the sun is... Out Which and high. I've been out to karaoke in Chinatown, uh-huh. and they bring it to your seat. That was little so, Tokyo. Okay. okay, little Tokyo. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. So yeah, so th- that is a thing. Well, okay. yeah, but it is rare. It is a yeah. it is a novelty, and that's that in like no a, stage, and that's in like a hotel bar, and they just okay. give you. I mean, that was one specific, one, and they uh-huh. give you a mic to do karaoke where you stand. Right, right. So that's already one thing. Then. Is this woman the the MC? I don't know. Is Maybe she the KJ. There's just a drunk <laughs> woman that's just like, yeah, hey, you Pinky, wanna I want to hear you sing. I want to hear you sing. <laughs> Hands are the mic. Uh-huh. So. Song already picked out. Yeah, she no didn't get to choose. You don't get to choose. So this karaoke bar, you just you just pass the mic Hand to the next the person, sure. and then whatever song comes on, it's just karaoke roulette all night long. <laughs> Everybody gets it. There's I mean, that no, does sound horrible. There's no list. <laughs> there, like I, I know for a fact that there would be people lining up, oh, going yeah. to whoever is the DJ, going, please. I was skipped. <laughs> Oh, yes. we've, oh, we've had friends that have been 86 from bars because... Starting oh fights God. over their Because line. the list, like, they skipped over entire oh. sections of the list. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, kicked out of the bar. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> gays? Gays? Or... Uh, no, these are straights. Oh. <laughs> but just that surprise that, like, can, they were skipped. It gets yeah. a little contentious. Some people whole... love it. Yeah. Some... They, want, they want their moment to shine. Yes. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> but I do know... What about... Do you know about uh, how Cameron Diaz felt about filming that scene? No, I just found out that her, about her that. audio or her singing in the mask was dubbed. 
I just assumed that yeah. was her. No, I, I'd read that too, but I, I did assume that for a long time, and I was like, uh-huh. oh, this girl's amazing, and she was gorgeous in that movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I'd read that uh, somewhat recently, but I guess when they were filming this scene, she was actually terrified to sing in front uh. of all these people, because that's not really her forte, yeah. clearly. Yeah. Yeah. The character, yeah. Though. yeah, but it did. It was <laughs> yep. perfect, and I guess all of the reactions and the applause and everything were real. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they shot it in just a few takes, I think, so all the, the fear on her face and everything, and the yeah. Other people's reactions were real. the scene reminds me of in Meryl's wedding is when they do the Waterloo lip sync. Oh, yeah. And when you watch it Tony builds. Collette in yeah. that scene yeah. and you just see the entire character arc in like one song. Yeah, you're right. You're that right. she's sort of found like this confidence by the end of it. Well, and, and I guess I guess Hogan just does a really good job in that because even in this scene with the karaoke, you know, Jules thinks mm-hmm. that she set it up and set her up to fail. Yeah. She gets up there. Her. Yeah, yeah, and she's singing and it is horrible. It is. But... There's that moment when Jules looks over at Michael and he's kind of looking at her yeah. like he's falling in love with her all over again, even yeah. though her voice is horrible. And she's like, oh, I screwed up. Julia's you know? reactions in that scene are really good, too. In, in this whole movie, mm-hmm. really. Even yeah. in the movie, I know she's in every scene, but even when she's not speaking, her reactions are just yeah. on point yeah. the entire time. I do love, though, when, you know, Kimmy starts to sing and it's bad. Right. And there's just like some ADR in the background. She's like, you stink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, somebody actually is like heckling yeah. her. Yeah. It's, Dusty, it's Dusty Springfield, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's another thing, too. I'm like, I know that song. But I would I don't not know be able that to. I would be I don't able know if like the could. words were on the screen. But even the with the words on the screen, if you don't know it well enough, you're, I mean. The only reason that I know it well enough is because of this of movie. Of this movie, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you you could call uh, Scott and I and our friend group karaoke connoisseurs. Oh, Back yeah. in the before times, we would do mm-hmm. it uh, a lot. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and so that's that's why I'm just like, oh, this scene, hilarious. Uh, um, but, yeah, if I feel like if... If it's one of those things where you're like, I kind of know this song, I'll try it. Then you go up there and you're like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> without I, uh, the backing track. I've definitely been there. Yeah. <laughs> I but, think we all have, yeah. Yeah. And then also it's that thing. It's like, even if somebody is roll terrible, mm-hmm. nobody cares. Yeah. Everybody's just talking. Everybody's like, talking. Everybody's just talk- they're not, they're not yeah. paying attention to you. That's very true. <laughs> so it's like, it's not, it's, I mean, it's embarrassing, but yeah. it's not like nobody cares. True. Nobody's nobody's heckling you at a karaoke bar. Can we too? I do want to go through all the songs that are sung in this movie. Yes. Can yes. we do that? So yeah, we talked about the opening. Yep. Yeah. Which is the Wishing and Wishin Hoping. Hopin'. Uh, uh, Annie DeFranco. Mm-hmm. And then what's the next one that comes? Probably this one, the karaoke yeah, one, I the Dusty Springfield. Yeah. And the thing is, it, it's the director uses the, the songs to forward the plot in some way or sure. to give you a sense of what the tone of the the scene should be. So then obviously they have the um, the famous dinner scene with the lobster claws. <laughs> the, the Dion Warwick diva salute. Yes. Yes, yes. And I mean, I'm also a good sucker in a romantic comedy of when you start singing a song and the entire room joins. I will say that happened to me in person one time in real life. Oh, wow. oh what was it? my goodness. It was, it was horrible because it was a church song. <laughs> okay. I'm from Texas. It was a church song, but the entire restaurant, which was a horrible, like, 
after church buffet situation. <laughs> Everyone started singing this song, oh, wow. and it was so bizarre to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never been in a restaurant otherwise, like a, a formal sit-down place where people just broke out. I think that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> I've been somewhere where songs are playing like on speakers, yeah. and then everybody just starts singing really loudly. Sure, sure. That happened at City Walk once, and it was like... I feel that like makes it, sense, though. It was at City Walk, and I feel like it was like Buddy Holly. Oh, okay. Interesting. I feel like it was like Buddy Holly. was oh, one of those speakers. patio restaurants. Every day or something. Yeah. And people just start, just started singing Weezer, just like... Uh, oh, yeah. oh, Buddy no, Holly. No, the song in, like, Buddy Weezer. Holly, sure. not, not, uh, not the actual you know, Buddy yeah. Holly. I remember the soundtrack being huge. Yeah, I think and it was. And I feel like it kind of introduced Dionne Warwick to just a new generation, too. To me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. true. Yeah. We were laughing that uh, the, the other Masterson brother oh yeah. yeah that he knew the lyrics to that song oh <laughs> we're, we're just like, I'm like where does this he does not know the song. lyrics to that song i know i guess enough I... to just sing it without a backing track i mean that one is more mainstream than <laughs> yeah. dusty springfield I true think. <laughs> yeah well, yeah definitely yeah. but that yeah i mean that scene that scene's amazing and it serves to uh, kind of put george in a an odd position and i think after that once once Rupert Everett came on set and the director <laughs> saw what great chemistry he yeah. had with everyone, they like, kind of we we have to scene. write you in into the second act of this movie. Somewhere. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that scene was not in the original script. I don't think so. Wow. Okay. I, I've never been able to find the original script. I've right, looked right, for it right. many times. I would love to see it. Yeah, but, but I mean that's um, an iconic scene though for it to yeah. be just like kind of. Well, and also they released that on the soundtrack. Yeah, too, yeah. which is so interesting. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Oh, like the vocal of the cast. Yeah, it? I mean, oh, okay. it's a little like studio sweetened well, up, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, so let's see, what other songs do they do? I love the one of my favorite scenes in any movie, honestly, and it's just really heartbreaking. <laughs> is the scene where the they sing "The Way You Look Tonight," right? And they're on the ferry. In oh, Chicago. I'm glad that you mentioned that. That I love scene. that. I have that in my notes. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah, I mean, that's some like. AFI romance clip reel shit right it's there. It's great. It's great. It doesn't <laughs> mm-hmm. feel cheesy. Yeah. You know, right. like He's really a lot good of rom- You and I didn't, I mean, in our relationships with other people, we didn't use the word love a lot, did we? Kimmy says if you love someone, you say it. You say it right then, out loud. Otherwise, the moon just passes you by. He's he's great in that, but also just, again, her reactions because... You know, at that point, I think he says, you know, Kimmy says that if you love somebody, you should just say it right then and there. The moment just passes you by. And then the moment does pass her by. Yeah. They start singing this song that used to be, quote unquote, their song. And he mentions that they don't even have a song. Yes. Too. Yeah. He and Kimmy. And then they start dancing while he's singing it. And she just starts crying. And it's so heartbreaking because there's real feelings there. And you're like, oh, she's not just a malicious villain. She's actually in pain. And you get those beautiful shots of the Chicago skyline on the boat, too. Mm -hmm. The the gorgeous uh, James Newton Howard score, too. Yes, yeah. Have you guys picked out a wedding song yet? We... No, we haven't. So we're actually doing a daytime wedding okay. because we're doing it outside because of COVID stuff. And now, sure. you know, just this week, we have mandates that we have to wear masks inside again. So who mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, but because we're doing an outdoor wedding, we're kind of doing a um, – the theme is like garden party. So we don't have a dance, but we are going to have songs that we walk down the aisle and then away from the aisle sure. too. 
Our, I, was, I think that our official song was Time After Time. I was I, I love that song. Yeah. Specifically the song. Ava Cassidy cover of it. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yep. That's a really good one. <laughs> her her cover of Fields of Gold also is amazing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. <laughs> good, good choice. But no. I definitely recommend if you do do uh, First Dance, tell uh, the DJ to cut it in half. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) We're not doing a dance at all because I hate dancing that much, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, it was torture. Yeah. it's. I mean, that's always such an awkward time at a wedding, though, I think. You're like, okay, we're going to watch... The bride dance with yeah. her dad or something. Yeah. We're like, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, unless dances. unless they're both really great dancers, right? most of the time you're just like, oh, this is kind of awkward. Okay. Yeah. I guess we'll applaud and watch them in silence. <laughs> you know? It's kind of weird. I always thought yeah. it was a weird tradition. No, definitely. You're absolutely right. Um, another <laughs> song off the soundtrack that I think is very beautifully used. It's towards the – it's kind of going into the third act of the movie. Uh-huh. What the world needs now is love, sweet yeah. love. When she's chasing him, mm-hmm. he's chasing Kimmy. And it's specifically the Jackie – DeSharon, uh-huh. DeShannon version of it. Jackie it's DeShannon. a great version. And I like yeah. that she puts that tape in, and it's fully midway through the song. Yeah. Like, it's in, like, the... It's well, that's fully, when she it's steals the van. on the bridge. Yeah, yeah, she steals the van, and she turns it on, and that just happens to be what was playing at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then another song that was, that was used, I think it was uh, Annie's song, right? Um... When they're doing the helium balloons, the Masterson. Yeah, that oh, song, sure. I didn't yeah. know what that was. You don't know that song? No. You fill up my senses. Oh, That's John Denver. Song. Okay, John Denver, yeah. Uh, All right. uh, but I think it's called Annie's Song. Is that right? Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Um, why are these like? Why are these teenage boys singing John Denver? It's weird. In the '90s, and when I was watching it last night, yeah, I was like, "This is very odd." Unless they're gay, and I was like, "Well, that one does have a diamond-studded earring, so he might be." <laughs> but I love that just that use of of, of singing in a natural yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. not that breaking out at a dinner table in a crowded right. restaurant is natural, but you know, it just it's it's such a fun yeah. little ploy to use in a movie. I think, yeah. especially mm-hmm. one that's fun like this. Yeah. Yeah, just using all these techniques to turn it into this, like, pseudo-musical. Yeah. You know. And even when I'm writing scripts, I try and write in, like, a song in every script that I can in yeah. a way that's used, you know, whether it's through karaoke or yeah. something mm-hmm. because, you know, I think you can get a sense of what – you can get more of a, an intimate sense of a character, too. Yeah. Like, Timmy standing up and shaking like a leaf and singing this song, even though – She's got the world, like, at her fingertips. It shows that she's vulnerable and she's yeah. scared about things, yeah, you know? It's yeah. very interesting. I mean, yeah, that's the, that's the other thing. You know, if if I'm in a karaoke bar and I just hear, like, some horrible warbling coming from the stage. Yeah. And then I turn around and the woman looks like Cameron Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think people are going to give her the benefit. <laughs> the Attractive people get away with that. <laughs> oh, a little man, bit true. more. I have to, um, I have in my notes in that karaoke scene, Julia orders margaritas straight up. So just yeah. the mix. I mean, that, that's not what that is. Is that means. just a, well, is she just ordering a margarita with the mix? No, I think she's Without ordering it, like just not on the rocks, not on the rocks, not so on the just... rocks, but also not blended. Because when yeah. I was a bartender, sure. it was either on the rocks. or I guess blended, that yeah. I guess that it's probably just chilled margarita mix. Yeah, and just like stirred. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't want. She's she's a pro. She's a food critic, right? She doesn't want it watered down. So oh, sure. get rid of those ice cubes. It's a margarita, <laughs> but it is kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was an odd. Yeah, I thought that was an odd drink order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. Well, the other thing too is that you know when they're getting the uh, the dress fitting, 
Yes. Yep. I, I love that dress, by the I way. Lo- it's a Fritz Bernays. When <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> it looks like it. Uh, it they, really, they really are the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, when she's in this lovely, you know, lilac dress and she's like, oh, do you want this one or do you want the, I forget what the other option is. Yeah. It's Land- lavender and L- daffodil. Da- lavender and daffodil. And she's like, but shouldn't I be wearing the same dress as the other yeah. bridesmaids? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. You wouldn't yeah. be comfortable unless you stood, stood out. out. Yeah. And she goes through this whole thing about jewels. Which, the rest of the film, she's wearing beige. So. This is what I'm saying. I was like, <laughs> she doesn't oh, seem like the what type. a trailblazer really this character <laughs> is with her, like, you know, wardrobe. But, um, you know, I think it's just this, this, that's the character. Like you said, yeah. you know, she's a food critic and she knows what she's doing. And, yeah. And I think they just, she's try, very confident. Yes. I think they just try to illustrate at every point that they can that she's, she, I mean, she's not like other girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know? true. Yeah. And she's just a little bit more, you know, extra. Yeah. Um, Speaking of sort of character props that you don't really see anymore in movies, uh-huh. and I and I kind of a little part of me misses mm-hmm. misses stuff like this is Julia and her pack of reds. Oh yeah, and her cigarettes. These never, Marlboro Reds. I never see that, that movies now. These cowboy yeah. killers that yep. she's smoking. <laughs> and I like that Jules just smokes reds. Oh yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and Shane smokes them. Yeah, she's nervous. Yeah, yeah. She's mm-hmm. she's very stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> I remember once when I got cigarettes from a vending machine in Vegas, and I brought back reds. Uh-huh. I was like, and you're why? like, why did you buy these? Did you buy- <laughs> you trying to kill me? Um, I do think that uh, she really only does smoke when she's. Heavily stressed mm-hmm. because she could be just like chain smoking throughout, and she's not. She, yeah, but it's just like you know. It's she Michael's- smokes with Paul Giamatti. Yes, ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of his earlier. I yeah. mean, it was before he was really well known. But yeah, that's he has a cameo. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, did, did they go on to work on something else when he was like a, a more of an A lister? Because I wonder. I don't know when he got his big break, but yeah. I, you know, ninety seven. I guess he was still. I mean, he still had a lot more hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's playing a bellboy. Yeah. Then, yeah, he's he's. That, yeah, that was that was interesting when I caught that. You know what I don't – what's really hard and takes me out? I like, you know, even the cell phone, seeing the cell phone and mm-hmm. how dated the technology is. But mm-hmm. something that always gets me are the internet browsers. Oh, I was going to say the, email. the computer interfa- like, yeah. interface. The, yeah. e- the email mm-hmm. that she It's did- like send to yeah. and you just put a first name. A name. <laughs> it's that email address and she put his name and title. Yeah. I was like, that's not going to go anywhere. Not how it works. That's not, not how an it email works. address. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, like when Britney Spears around the same time came out with the song that was email my heart i was like i don't think you understand the technology <laughs> but yeah. you know yeah or, i always i always and then you click it and then it folds up into a little letter the, the, the and little animation the oh stratosphere. that, was, that yeah. was not happening do you want to save yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah the animations on like in sending an email uh, that was not happening at no that time not i don't remember that and also just sending out saved emails to your assistant yeah, that's interesting. Was Very that ever bizarre. a thing in the nineties? Why? Why need the middleman? Why middle do man it? There? Yeah. Why? I don't get it. Who knows? But, maybe maybe the assistant is the one who's like looks up the actual person's email address. Like, oh, there you go. This idiot yeah. put Walter so and so CEO. Yeah. Let me fix it. Yeah. yeah. Let me put the actual address. No. Yeah, that killed me with the with the name <laughs> and his title. I was like, Although when she this? did that, when she wrote out this email, so in the movie. She's writing out an email. She knows that Ooh. Michael doesn't want to leave his job. And this 
is really the moment where you, the viewer, knows, oh, she's this, going too far. This bitch is yeah. crossing the line. Yeah. Like, this is this is too much. It feels very heavy. But then when she saves it as a draft, that's what saves her. Right. A little bit. Right, yeah. She's like, oh, I just want to. And she's, show this is, she's, she's doing a monologue and talking to herself here, <laughs> which is the only time she really does it in the whole film. But she kind of has to. Yeah, for you the have to she's yeah. like, oh, well, I'll just I'll Nobody's save it as a draft. Her, yeah. yeah. Typing out your email and. Uh, yeah. And saying it. Yeah, saying it out loud. Yep, and then, yeah. oh, I'll just save it as a draft, and maybe Michael will see it, and then he'll yeah. be really upset, you know. <laughs> but then then the assistant sends the emails at the end of the day, as assistants did in 1997. You know? You know? They had to do something. Yeah. So, But <laughs> I, I think if she had been the one to maliciously push send, yeah, that would have right. sent audiences past the brink of return. Yes, yes. You know, because she's doing all these horrible things the entire time to do whatever she can to throw a wrench into this relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like her only card that she has to play... Is that a right analogy? That's right. Okay. It's not yeah. a sports one. <laughs> um, her only card, her only leg that she has to stand on is this thing about the job. And, yes. you know, uh, earlier on when she was trying to convince Kimmy... You know, maybe you should go back to school. Like, maybe you should, you know, convince him to work for your father. And and knowing that he doesn't want that. Yes. Yes. And so I feel like it already backfired once when, you know, when he screamed at her at the table in the crowded restaurant. Let's talk about that a little bit. And it's not not one of those things of like, I don't know about this idea. Can we talk about this after we get married? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. no, when we're not, like, there's company sitting at the table, we're in public. Like, yeah. I know it's just Jules and she's, like, family or whatever, but still. Yeah, I'm very Ooh. much a person who's like, hey, behind closed doors, yeah, let's people don't discuss need to know all things. our business. And no. he very <laughs> gruffly is like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming at her and she starts sobbing. It's so bizarre. Oh. And, like, pawing at him because he gets mm. up. Yes. At one point he stands up and she's just like. Yeah. No, never mind. Never I'm mind. Sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. And she apologizes to him. Him. I know. I know. It's yeah, crazy. you would have to rewrite that scene a little bit if you're making this movie now. Well, you know, and it's it's yeah, it is. It's misogynistic, but also yeah. this same uh, Ronald Bass also wrote Entrapment. Oh, with which Jackie I used Zeta to Jones and Sean Connery. Connery. Sure, I haven't okay. seen that movie. Forty year difference in a so. while. <laughs> well, I'd be I curious of how that one holds up. It yeah. does not. Oh, <laughs> the the misogyny and the, and I'm I'm not even one who is you know I I don't look for things like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and I don't really scrutinize when people say oh well this scene you know this happened right, and we should yeah. cancel this movie but. Sure. This movie, the misogyny was so <laughs> thick. Well, and also laid just on. Uh, Sean Connery, may he rest in peace. Has yes. always had a very complicated relationship with women. Oh yes, so yes, and everything. Has, you can see that Playboy <laughs> interview that he did. Yes, and the and the interview with Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. Is that who it is? I think so. Have you seen yeah. that when she rings so, up yeah. the interview and yeah. she says? Something like, "Oh, I've heard that you think it's okay to slap a woman," and he's just like, "It is." <laughs> if I've if I've if I've said my piece and she keeps going, uh, sometimes that's what she. Ne- I mean, yeah, oh it's very heavy-handed. Pardon the pun, but yeah, uh, I remember being disappointed when I saw Entrapment because the uh, much publicized scenes of Catherine Zeta-Jones <laughs> sliding underneath that laser beam. Yeah, it was yarn. <laughs> yeah, Can you it was, tell in it the was movie? practice. Oh, oh you're right. You're that, right. The They're whole practicing. scene was she was practicing getting through it, and that's the only scene of her doing it. And we were like, did they CGI like, it in the trailer to make it look like lasers? For like I, I added, I feel I like you just couldn't tell on TVs. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, like when okay. you would watch the, the TV spot, it yeah. just looked enough like it. Okay, we just like just expected it to be right. Still, still a good movie, but yeah. definitely, uh, <laughs> you know, definitely problematic in some ways. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. 
Yeah, back to for, for <laughs> my best friend's wedding. We could talk about that one another time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, so she, you know, she uses this kind of leverage in this scene. And Jules is just kind of sit- – and how would you say that she's playing it? Because she's just kind of sitting there watching it happen. Well, and they just – Jules and Michael had just had a conversation about this. And Michael was saying, oh, well, they would ne- – Timmy would never do that. So yeah, you think he'd yeah. be a little more suspicious. Well, and also this is – the scene directly after the boat scene, yeah, where they get to sure. spend some time together, and this is where he has his monologue of "If you love someone, you just say it," and yeah. you just see her sort of standing there, very helpless, yeah, that she doesn't know what to do. And then the scene immediately is when she writes the email, right? Too. right? Yep. Yeah. So all that happens in one day. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on. And well, also it's only they, a four day affair. They've, 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 they've been true. to the restaurant. Yeah. Kimmy's dad like has shit to do. Yes. He's back at the office. She she took George <laughs> back to the airport, didn't she? Also at, mm-hmm. like in the middle of all this. Is that did that already happen at this point? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Also, can we talk about cuz when I was younger and watching this movie, the way that Julia Roberts delivers the line when she says, "Oh, he just came into town for a few hours to fuck me." Yeah. Right? What? And I, when I was younger, I was like, is that what she said? Yeah. Or And then I watched it with captions again. I mean, I knew by now. Yeah, but yeah. It's, I always thought that was so funny. As a PG-13 movie, well, you can Especially for once, like once. the NPAA yeah. that you can use fuck as in like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. But you really can't say fuck me. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a PG-13 movie. That's true. We noticed with the slutty cousins. Yes. When they're first talking to her, mm-hmm. it looks like Arlene is saying something else uh-huh. that's oh, dirtier that they, it. that they dubbed. I noticed that too, and I actually. I think it might have been... What did I think? What did she say? They're talking about the groomsmen. Yes. Don't take the, the short, fat, hairy one. He's mine. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing. I remember that. And it seems like she said something about... And it might have been an F word. Maybe they threw it... Maybe it was a fuck that they needed to get out. I so think so, because they, treat these, they yeah. treat these twins like they are... You know, they are well, the scapegoats, the outcasts of the family, for yeah. sure. <laughs> and everybody keeps referring to them as, as being foul-mouthed. Yes. And they don't really say anything that that's scandalous. Right. They must have, though. So I think maybe in that introduction scene, she, subo- she says something that's a little bit more risque, but they... Yeah, scaled it after back. after the MPAA yeah. saw it, they were like, "Ah, oh, you got to cut this line." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what is my best friend's wedding rated? Is it PG thirteen? PG thirteen. Wow. And this yeah. is probably one of those movies that when they were editing it, they really had to pull it back. Yeah. I think so. And like mm-hmm. I said, I think the original script was rated R. I might sure. be wrong in confusing that with Pretty Woman because I know that was the case with that. Sure. Yeah, that's, yep. that's um, but sure. I think I have read something about that with this film too. Yeah. Um. And especially kind of Julia at that time. I mean, also, we haven't talked about Julia Roberts had a rough 96. So I feel like she <laughs> was very like Mary Riley. She was very lucky to get why, why? a movie like this. I mean, she did like Mary Riley. Oh, sure. She did. Um, I thought you meant her like actual personal life. Oh, no, 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 professional no, no. no life. like just you. sort of her movie career at the time. She yeah. had been in a Woody Allen movie that not a lot of people talk about. Oh. Everyone says I love you. Oh. So it's just sort of I think that she just really needed a massive hit. Yeah. I so they right. just probably felt that we need to pull this movie back to right. get a wider audience that can see it. Yeah, yeah. That's probably true actually mm-hmm. because I think I mean what was her biggest hit before this one Pretty Woman and what else? I mean, Sleeping with the Enemy would have been before this, but I don't yeah. even think that was as big that's as this was. a moderate hit, but not, sure. not nearly as big That's as more this. of a niche genre, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, the whole wife beating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to watch. Yeah, and I think this kind of started, uh, like, this era of Julia in these um, 
I don't know, like just li- like lighter fare. Yeah, because she was doing. I mean, Pelican just, Brief. And, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind right. of ironic that the Julia next. at this time had an America's Sweetheart brand of her because there's nothing that is a sweetheart about Jules. Yeah, you're right. So that's it's, that's just kind of <laughs> well about a lot of her a lot of her characters. Yeah, even in yeah. Pretty Woman, I mean, she was a prostitute, yes. a lovable prostitute, mm-hmm. heart of gold. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Gosh, I can't believe she did Flatliners and Pretty Woman the same year. Yeah, flatliners oh, was bizarre. Wild. Yeah, flatliners. Dying Young, yeah, Hook, and also Hook oh, was a uh, very um, I love that. She man, kind man. of had a reputation of being that very liked on that set. Too. I've heard that. So yeah. I feel like at that time she was like, I'm two-time Oscar nominated like yeah. what are you gonna do about it yeah <laughs> right right I think that and she's of course since now like chilled out yeah I'm sure that she's lovely to work with now yeah yeah I like to think so I love her yeah and everything mm-hmm. yeah Notting yeah, Hill I love Notting Hill yeah I, love... I mean that, and also that was Julia's 99 which was right. Notting Hill and Runaway Bride yeah yes. that's what I'm Two saying like this kind of started hits. off this like trajectory yeah yeah and then that type wasn't that it when she movie. signed on to Aaron Brockovich she was paid something obscene oh like, I sure. thought she got 20 million I, for Aaron 20 million or something yeah. wow I'm not surprised yeah mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was the that was the thing that it was she was the first wasn't mm-hmm. she like the first woman to get yeah. 20 million wow. I mean and then got her Oscar yeah yeah well deserved yeah she's great in that movie yeah so, you know, there's this whole, like, Michigas about, you know, the job and the, you know, working for Kimmy's parents and all that. Mm-hmm. We've got the big blow up at the, at the, at the restaurant. But then she, what happens in the hotel room when she, like. Well, I think it's that's also, after she, that's part? after the hotel, when he shows up at her hotel room. Michael? And, yeah. Oh, that's because of the email. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And he gives her the ring to yes. keep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's still keeping it on the DL that she's the one who wrote the email. Yes. And I think, is that when he gives her the ring or that might be early she, on? She has a ring already stuck on her finger. Oh, it's stuck on her finger. And also, meanwhile, George, Rupert Everett has given her the advice of you just have to tell him. Yes. And I'm kind of thinking, me as the gay best friend uh-huh. of oh, somebody God. that... Uh, I care deeply about is my best friend. Sure. I don't know if I would give. I'm like, don't tell him, bitch. This person <laughs> that advice. Tell that, him. You know, I think you just need to throw in the just, towel, girl. Yeah, come home. Like, you are never going to come tell home. this to him. Tell me if you diarrhea. tell this to well, him. But but George, yeah. I think George serves, which is really interesting that they have the gay character. He's really the only voice of reason right. through the whole film. Yeah. yeah, and he even changes his tune later on. Like, yes, initially he's saying you must tell him, but when he realizes that. The second Where, how time, how far along it is? He's the second like, time that done. she leaves yeah. him the the crazy voicemail. Yes, when he's in a, which is a room of <laughs> when he's in like a room full of people of yeah. queer academics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, the, isn't the scene where uh, does she? Okay, she first calls him when he's at the dinner party. Yeah, and then he shows up. And is this how kind of we thought our lives would be like when we got older? Is having dinner <laughs> like parties gay, your gay future? With, I mean, I try to do that <laughs> with, as with much people as I like can. this. There you Actually, go. Not yeah. with people like that, though. Well, <laughs> I kind of want to talk a little bit about Rupert Everett being mm-hmm. the out actor yeah. in 1996, and has been right. very you vocal know? of that. I was uh, mm-hmm. very forward of being out, and it did cost him a lot of work. Yeah, he yes. said he still yep. says it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I think as as recent as 2020. He said that he advised a lot of uh, younger, you know, queer actors to stay in the closet right, because it right. can impact their work. Right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. also, um, bad plastic surgery can. Oh well, now, but <laughs> <laughs> that'll also deter. Although know, we were offers. looking at his hairline in this movie, and it does look like he's wearing a piece. It looks like oh, pl- I wonder plugs or something. But yeah. okay, so it's 1996. This tall, handsome British 
you know, character actor. Yeah. It comes out, mm-hmm. and I'm high school. Is that when he came out? Well, I, I don't know if it was when he came I out. I think he came out was, before that. I think he yeah. came out before that. But yeah, I get what you're, you're right. Saying. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, it's. It's a huge movie with Julia Roberts. Sure. You know, and he is the gay best friend, mm-hmm. which wasn't even a And actually is then. called out as being gay in the yes. script, too, yes. multiple times. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and me, a high school student, you know, like in the closet, not sure what's going on with my, with, you know, my sexuality, sure. whatever. I see this man and I'm just like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. This is like a fucking game changer. Yeah. You know? Um, I feel like I, th- I feel like at the time I was like, ooh, and he's like so ha- and so handsome, and I'm like, was he so handsome, or was I just <laughs> like he? That's all we had. So I mean, like- I think to me <laughs> when I watched it, um, I don't know how old I was in ninety ninety seven. I guess I was only ten years old technically. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I you know I've watched it almost every year since then. Yeah. But I when I watched it and I saw that character, it wasn't even for me as much as thinking, oh, he's handsome, which he was. Yeah. But it was more that he was just really fun. Yeah. He was pragmatic. Yeah. Yeah. And he was kind of like the rock uh, yeah, in the yeah. in the film, mm-hmm. and I I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. And I think on a subconscious level, I you know could identify with him in some way in a in yeah. a way that was positive because yeah. you know gays have been portrayed very villainous in the past in lots of films mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so this is refreshing yeah or just you know especially in a romantic comedy they can just be you the know, fall man yeah. or something they're yeah. the butt of the yeah. joke yeah absolutely and absolutely. he really wasn't the butt of the joke anytime no. jokes were to be made about him really he was the instigator yes it seemed he, like. he yeah. would beat them to the punch yes yeah and At, then go yeah. over the top yeah. like when he's when Michael's acting weird because Michael Michael obviously knows, yeah. like, he's gay. Yeah. He immediately says it. Yes, yes. Yeah. He was like, yeah. oh, I always thought you were. And he says, gay. And then just <laughs> does this insane laugh, yeah. you know. It's so good. And then when he's telling this story again at that dinner table, uh, telling oh about gosh. when he and Juliet, quote, unquote, <laughs> uh, met and <laughs> in a psych ward. Uh. As meeting someone who's gone crazy and thought they were, what, Dion Warwick, I guess is yeah, what it was. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's so much gay peppered in there that it's just comedic that he's trying to play the straight man at that point, I literally. Lo- I love when uh, when Arlene, when somebody says, who's Dion War? Oh, yeah. the Whitney brother Houston's says, aunt. Yeah. <laughs> who's Dion Warwick's aunt? Warwick's aunt. <laughs> <laughs> aunt. <laughs> yeah. For, because they're from Nashville, right? So yeah. they have that accent, yeah. too. <laughs> he was also BAFTA nominated for this movie. Who's yeah. that? Rupert. Rupert. Oh. He's also yeah. Bafta and Globe. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so, awesome. So for me, for being like a teenager at the time, I feel like it, this movie really was kind of iconic because, mm-hmm. like I said, it was kind of a big deal. You know, it was oh, a for big sure. deal that, you know, he's this gay out gay actor playing this gay character in this huge movie that people love, that my parents love. Yeah. And everybody went to go see and talk about. And like we said, he was a, a positive character, you right. know, and all that. And then, like a couple of years later, he like became best friends with Madonna. Oh, <laughs> we're obsessed. All have the, you like, ever Madonna seen? Rising. It was around the time uh, Madonna was doing press for uh, what's that? What's that bullshit for Ray movie? Of Light? Oh, uh, what's that bullshit movie? My, um, uh, my uh, something about one? her best friend, the one that she did with Rupert Everett. She has a she has a kid with them. The next best the thing. The next best I haven't thing. seen that. So. In this MTV, is it MTV or VH1? It's VH1. Okay, VH1. So they're tracking down all of Madonna's old like apartments it's and called, hangout spots. It's okay. called Madonna Rising. It's a documentary. It's an hour long, and it's, it's her. On YouTube. And it's her yeah, and God. Rupert in a limo, and they're driving around like the village, and it's just Madonna just like walking into like bodegas and asking the the. 
people oh God, there if they remember her. Do you remember me? <laughs> Do you remember and this me? Was, and this was right when Madonna started getting like the British accent. Oh God! So that and time. it was all oh, of she these. was hanging out with Rupi. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> and just like busting into these New York apartments that she used to live. Yeah. Like, just like and these how like bizarre. and these kids kind of like like are they squatting in this apartment? And they're just like... And Madonna just walks hey, in. Oh my yeah, God. and she's like, what's up? You live here? I used to live here. And they're like, yeah. Like, yeah, you want Madonna. some weed? Yeah, like, oh our God. floors are disgusting, but hey. <laughs> anyway, so things haven't changed much, really. Hi, guys. Do you remember me? No, but do you remember me from when I used to live down the street? Swear you're not just saying that? Okay, who am I? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, that it's is hilarious. Amazing. Yeah. It's pretty it's, wild. It's on YouTube. Look it up. It's Comedown Rising. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and she, and she, I will definitely and watch she that refers to him as Rupee. Rupee. She Rupee. Go, yeah. Oh, she calls him that? Does she call him Rupee or does Kathy Griffin call him Rupee? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> Kathy <laughs> Griffin <laughs> talked about it in, in one of her stand up acts. Oh, oh, yeah. Funny, funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So, for me, I feel like this movie was very much like this touchstone. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a turning point mm-hmm. in kind of like gay characters. Mm-hmm. And, and exactly one around that time, too, yeah. is kind of when Will and Grace came out. Yep. Either that year or the yeah. next year, I think. Uh, year, yeah. 98, maybe, mm-hmm. when it first came out. So, I think, yeah, yep. I'm not, not that this started that. Motif, no, yeah. but there was obviously some kind of shift in the zeitgeist. Yeah, absolutely. where you know that type of game hand was being portrayed. Yes. And we just watched Julia on uh, David Letterman, uh-huh. and they were talking about the Rupert Everett character. And obviously, David hadn't seen the movie, so he just assumed oh, it that was an old interview. It's yeah, an old so interview, yeah. so David just assumed that Rupert was playing her boyfriend, and she's just right. like, "No, no, 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 David! Right. Like you, you have not seen the movie." Right. But and also, just gay best friend. That word wasn't really in sure. the public consciousness. So mm-hmm. even Julia at the time didn't even have a word to like describe she, yeah, it. She was just oh. like, "He plays my editor." But he also plays my second best friend. Oh. But he's also... Yeah, GBF could have tied gay. it all up. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it took her a beat to even get it out. Oh, interesting. You know? Mm-hmm. Inter- yeah, very yeah. interesting. Very but yeah, she, all times. she had to say was GBF. I was like, oh, okay. Well, and the cool thing, too, about <laughs> Rupert Everett is he is still... You know, even with the the success that he's had, which mm-hmm. you know could have, yeah, been a lot more. Uh, he could have been a lot more prevalent had he stayed in the closet, possibly. Which yeah. he he speculates himself. Yeah, but he still is calling out. He's saying, you know, Hollywood can be very um, hypocritical in a lot of ways sure. because yep. the people who are in power and who are, you know. Basically, you know, on on the surface area anyway, fighting for all these social causes are the ones who are not casting gay people in these in leading roles or in Mm -hmm. roles that aren't explicitly gay. So, you know, he's saying, you know, Hollywood's a big part of the problem, too. And he's very vocal about that. And I think he's one of the few, I guess, gay men with that clout that I think has really come out and tried to say things on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, about that issue. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. So. Go watch. Don't watch uh, the next best thing, but watch Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> the next best thing that will be like episode four fifty of the show. Oh my God. <laughs> have you guys done Mannequin yet? Of course. Okay. We yes, have. we have done okay, Mannequin. Yeah. We had a we and had a, a nice. We have a, we, we had, haven't done a Mannequin two on the move. We had a nice <laughs> conversation about uh, Hollywood in that movie. Oh, okay, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> Hollywood Montrose. Come on, have I'm you been Hollywood. seeing of those those memes of the Sex and the City gals? Yes, of course. And then it's Andrew McCarthy oh. holding up the holding yeah up the, the mannequin, mannequin to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh boy. All right. So uh, I mean, we're kind of getting into the third act of the movie where yes. she comes yes. clean. Yeah. Yes. Kimmy, because, Kimmy, oh. the whole bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of ballsy for this ad campaign to put 
this big scene in the gazebo. In the, in in the trailer? all of the trailers and TV spots. Oh, yeah. Because it kind of gives away, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. the big thing, mm-hmm. yeah. The reveal. When she says, pick me, choose me, you know. Yeah. I'll, Which, uh, what did she say? I I can make you happy yeah. or something. Which to me, that's where it's like, oh, that I, this is the worst thing that she does in the, whole, in the whole movie, I feel like. It's like, don't tell him that. <sighs> I mean, yeah, On it would be a nightmare, wedding day? It? What the hell? And also, she assumes that he's called it off. Right. Too. Well, she assumes he's called it off, but also think about this, because obviously if she and Michael are such good friends, and this is the first time she's heard of this Kimmy girl, right? so maybe in her mind she's like, you know, maybe this won't be as big of a deal, me ruining this marriage for this girl (laughs) he just met. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that scene, that scene, and she goes all in, and she does a great job playing that, because that would be, I think it'd be very easy to either way overdo that that scene or underdo it. Yeah, yeah. And I think she does a really good job of bringing it home and making it feel very real. And you can see the nervousness and kind of the yes. regret immediately on her face as it, well. It's also a really good balance of direction yeah. that it never gets too heavy. Like, it's very light when they're running away yes. and the family is seeing them, yeah. like, dart across the lawn. Yeah. Of just like, oh, that's like, that's that's the that's the maid of honor. She's from New York. Yeah, she's from that New York. PJ Hogan knows how to balance it. It's in really a, good in a tone that yeah. still makes it funny. Yeah, after one of the most dire moments in the film happens, yeah. immediately there's a punchline. Yeah. You know? yeah, and then she jumps in a car and <laughs> yeah, what the world needs. Now I mean, comes on. Oh Jules handles that delivery van like a pro. <laughs> Honestly, of, I feel like if I just like <laughs> yeah. hopped in a delivery van in the downtown Chicago, yeah. Yeah. And she slams on the brakes at one point, and I actually felt myself tense up, and I was like, "Is she about to get rear-ended?" I was like, yeah, she, "Is she on in an intersection right now? What's happening?" <laughs> so uh, we live in Pasadena, and on the news today, there was a, a high-speed pursuit oh. of a stolen delivery van. Oh my god! And, yeah. I and it was of, Julia Roberts. And I just kind of thought, like, what if this would be like a crazy direction this movie would take, <laughs> where she's like going high down the chase. freeway, a high-speed chase with the police following her. And immediately, oh seamlessly segues into, oh, I was going to say speed, but that's my, the uh, other American that's speed. Sandy, yeah. yeah. That's I love Sandy. both of them. Yeah, we do. We, we're a big Sandy stand. We'll get to speed house. eventually. Yeah. Keanu. Um, yeah, but going back a very little little bit, when yeah. um, you mentioned this, the in the scene of the gazebo mm-hmm. and just how good her delivery is. Yeah. But I feel like she kind of has these moments. I feel like most rom-coms have mm-hmm. a moment. And Julia has these moments in all her movies, but where she just delivers that line when she says, pick me. Yeah. That's the, like, I want the fairy tale. That's right. The, and like, Notting Hill, it was I'm, the, yeah, I'm, just I'm just a girl. girl yeah. yeah. And when she says, pick me, just the way she delivers, like, I can hear it in my head. Yeah. Like, it's just, she it's said that, so that when she good. read that line, she yeah. said that was one of the scenes that sold her on doing the film. Too. Yeah. 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 But it's and great. Then, and then when they, they run off together and, uh, well, she's Michael's chasing Kimmy because Kimmy sees them kisses yeah. and runs away. And then she jumps, hijacks this delivery van, <laughs> chases him, and they end up at um, the train station. The train station. And also great scene where she calls Rupee. Yes. And he's just like <laughs> screaming again. So who's chasing you? Who's chasing you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's beside the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's still stuck in her own delusional world that she's going to make this happen. Yeah. That, <laughs> or so it seems. Yeah. That would be me if somebody asked me who's chasing you. But shut up. That's not, what I'm ta- that's not what we're talking about. That's not why I'm calling you. You're supposed focus, to support focus. me no matter yeah. what. <laughs> but then, yeah, she, she meets up with Michael. They chat. Yeah. And 
he realizes that she and she she even says it right out, which is kind of goes back to everything we've been talking about. She mm-hmm. says, "I'm the bad guy." Yeah, and yeah. she has been the bad guy the entire time. You know. Yeah. Um, he does quickly forgive her in this scene. Well, and I've been yeah. So the bathroom <laughs> scene that comes up yeah, soon oh, after yes. this. So oh, he yes. she goes on the hunt to try and find Kimmy. He, you're right. He does forgive her quickly. Maybe he knows that. Her neuroses are just over the top in general, right, yeah. and he can he can put some context to it. But then she goes to find Kimmy at the White Sox Stadium, whatever. It's I love called. all of the extras in this scene. Oh, me too. Yeah, great. Well, so about this scene. So this scene, like I said before, the ending was reshot because fans did not enjoy that uh, Julianne just came out on top. I called yeah. her Juliet earlier, but I know oh, it's, it's Julianne. It's Julianne. Um, there's Jules, <laughs> Julianne, Julia, Juliet, who knows what's right? Two, yeah, And yeah. I think that Julia Roberts even goes by Jules, Jules in real yeah. life. She too. does. Yeah, yeah. She does, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what like George calls her, George Clooney. Yes, yeah, that's right. And his movie at the box office, Batman he probably, and Robin. He probably her has her saved, right? saved in his phone under Jules. I, would, I, would, I think <laughs> yep. so. I think that's oh, probably Lord. true. With some <laughs> odd emoji next him to and it. Like, yeah. Him and like Denzel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, You're right. Oh. But yeah, so they so the other one of the other big scenes that I know they reshot was that bathroom scene where she knows that Kimmy's stowed away in the bathroom of the stadium that oh, her father sure. owns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason they reshot it was because apparently Kimmy also forgave her really quickly. And you know, in this scene, they kind of have this it almost looks like there's gonna be a cat fight situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And all the crowd is kind of Egging, egging on, you know, something horrible to happen yeah. when she's like, you you kissed him on my wedding day. And the whole crowd's like, ooh, yeah, yeah girl. <laughs> it's like um, coming out of the stalls. Yeah, but apparently the in the initial uh, cut of the film, Kimmy just kind of forgave her right away. And I think this oh. was a much smarter way to do that because the sort audiences of didn't expand like expand Julia's little monologue in that scene? Yes. Or where she sort of just states out everything awful that yeah. she's done. Yeah, yeah. she's, yeah, yeah. she's sure. like, I, I, you're right, I, I kissed him, I tried to steal him, and she kind of pours her soul out and everything, and then yeah. she says, you won. You yeah, know? yeah. And I think her, and I think her admitting the guilt rather than just apologizing and mm-hmm. that being accepted was something that got audiences back on board. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than rather than Kimmy just saying, okay, well, see you at the wedding tonight. Right? Yeah. See yeah, at, that would have been the wedding in, in three hours. <laughs> an hour? Hour and a half? Yeah, I don't know. I know. The time in this film is a little up and down for sure. Yeah. I don't know if anyone sleeps or eats except for at the lobster restaurant where they all sing instead right? of eating. But, um, and, and Jules and Kimmy have the time to go and get their hair set yes. and done. Oh, you're right. In, into yeah. these gowns. I feel like Jules's hair is way more elaborate than the bride's. Yeah. Well, I mean, that dress, too, is just yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, Julia does have a lot more to work with going on True. in the hair department than, right. than Kimmy. She's kind of rocking the Elaine Bennis hair. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little Elaine I think Bennis. That's, is yeah. her hair like that naturally or no? It's an interesting choice that they did that to make her hair that curly. The I guess, curl? But it's really I mean, nice. I don't know if it's natural, but I think at that time that was just the Julia kind of look. It's kind right. of it's kind know? of that's a, like Nicole Kidman's natural. It's hair. kind of right. a, <laughs> yeah. a blown out perm, yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it looked good. Yeah, and then they then they all I guess kind of reconcile, and then at the wedding she loans them their song. Yeah. Yes, which, which is, is really sweet. Nice. Yeah, I do like the scene too, and uh, how. Uh, James Newton Howard's score sort of like crescendos it when she's looking for Michael and then he finds her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. she sees him drive off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Because, yeah, it's a, the scene where they're they're going like the, you know, 
Michael and Kimmy are leaving the wedding. They're mm-hmm. getting all the. We decided it's confetti. It doesn't look like rice. It looks more. I was thinking that too because yeah. we were talking about. We both watched it last night. Me yeah. and my fiance, and we were saying, should we have people throw rice? And I was like, I don't think that's rice. Yeah, I don't think people do it anymore. And it, <laughs> yeah, and in this movie, it doesn't look like rice. It does not look like rice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, confetti would be would be cute. I mean, the bubbles are weird. Yeah. Bubbles. I also love a good old fashioned wedding ceremony. We've been to a few where you like wish the wish the couple goodbye. Yeah, I like and that. Then, we and then talk they just about leave. That. Like yeah. in Father of the Bride, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. she comes down the stairs, she throws the bouquet, and then she mm-hmm. goes off into the car for the honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. And in, I in like Steel that. Magnolias, they leave. Yeah. They yeah. leave the, the reception. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, uh, you know They booked this space until midnight. Michael and Kimmy <laughs> Michael <laughs> exactly. and Kimmy leave, and that scene, you're right, is cute because there's so many people at this wedding yes. that Jules kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And he and, seeks her out. And he seeks her out and finds her. Mm-hmm. And they you know, they have a nice little sweet goodbye moment. Yeah. But the reception is in full swing. They got the band for like another hour and a half. Yeah. She's just sitting there. But but before we get into that part yeah. too, even when he does tell her bye, as he's walking away, again, you can still see the pain on her face. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So even yeah. though it's a comedy, it's like, oh, it's it's almost like it's a comedic tragedy. She's, yeah. She's yeah. suffered defeat. Yes. But yeah. And she's taking it and she's rolling with it. Yeah. But then, yeah, the band, the band strikes up again at the end and she's enjoying herself. That table scape. Not eating that cake. On that table that she's sitting on. Why? Holy there, shit. I don't remember. It's just busy. It's just is it? like, busy. There's a lot going on. Like, <laughs> that is probably $500 worth I think of stuff floral, on that table. I, and everything I think they're also just trying to make it look like it's the end of the night, too. Because there's a lot yeah. of, like, crystal. Glasses and, yeah, yeah, there's glasses, half-empty glasses. Right. Flowers all over the place. But it is very busy. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And we get to all of the reshot Rupert scenes. Yes. Yes. Where he calls her on the phone. Mm-hmm. And he starts describing he's he's clearly in the space and yeah. watching her from afar, unbeknownst to her. Yeah. And saying he's she says something like, Oh, you're probably drumming your fingers mm-hmm. on the tabletop nervously and, and not touching your cake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wearing your lavender dress, and she says, I didn't tell you my dress was lavender. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool scene that he's there, he comes back around to support her, yeah. which was really due to the fans wanting yep. to see more of his character. Yeah. And your leading lady ends up with her Gay best friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have a nice mm-hmm. dance. And he says, uh, there may not be sex, but the, by God, there will be dancing, which I think <laughs> is a pretty great line to go out on, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's one of those weddings, though, where even Rupert Everett, as a guest, tuxedo. Full tuxed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they're going, like, like they're going to the Golden Globes. This yeah. is a black tie wedding. Well, look at all the other waspy people he's yeah, hanging yeah. out with in his free time. Yeah. He probably has three or four in his closet. Ab- absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Freshly pressed and ready to go for any yes. occasion in New York. And I mean, and she's in her Fritz Bernays, so it's, it's, it's got to it's gotta look good up against it the works. tux. It yeah. works. So this leads us into, I think that when they did the EW 20-year reunion of this with yep. all of the cast, mm-hmm. they did talk about sequel ideas that uh-huh. I don't even think that scripts were even written i think it was more just discussions yeah and i know that one of them was this character was going to get married the rupert Everett character yes and that was going to be a feature film i think yeah yeah um so the idea was that they were going to try to finagle away and bring back the whole cast with the rupert rupert everett character getting married um but i think that they Based on something I read, they just said that it kind of seemed a little too contrived. A little too contrived. Sure. Probably both Julia and 
Cameron's schedules at the time. Yeah. Probably when this would have shot in the early 2000s. Like you but probably, would George been able to get married in the early 2000s? Uh, yeah. He would have been able to get uh, civil, civil union. union. Yeah. Like civil union. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How the times have changed. But then also at some point, I think, I think that idea came a few years after what I'm about to say, which was I read something also saying that there was um, – kind of murmurings of a, a TV series that was going to follow uh, Julianne and Michael's lives after this wedding. Would okay. it have been like a sitcom? I think so. I think that's kind of what the the idea was. Not that I think Julia Roberts would have signed on to no, a TV no, no. series they would have, It would have been like Catherine Heigl or, some, or oh, somebody. God. Yeah. Who like, played who played Reba's daughter? Uh, Joanna Garcia. Joanna Garcia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Both, yeah, of, the, both of them are too young. I don't think either. It would have been, <laughs> neither one of them. Would, it would have been a fun that. concept, I guess, though. Sure. But yeah. yep. I don't know that without the the same talent that it would have held up. No. Yeah. You know? It would have been. It would have been a a sitcom based on a movie. Where, yeah. Uh, in those situations where they just get you know sitcom actors and it would have. Well, not, and probably when Will and Grace came out, that probably scrubbed it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Because that actually, sort of, yeah. sort of filled that void. Yeah. Yeah. In the. In the Cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. Is, is PJ Hogan, is it PJ, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Is PJ Hogan gay? I believe that PJ Hogan is straight and okay. he is married mm. to Jocelyn Wildenstein. Moorhead. Oh, darn. Like me, Agnes Moorhead? Let me, let me confirm <laughs> this. work too. Both of them are good. I like Jocelyn Wildenstein or if she's Agnes Moorhead's <laughs> niece. Niece. Uh, grand niece. niece. PJ Hogan is straight and, and is married to the. Movie director Jocelyn Morehouse. Oh, Morehouse. Interesting. Okay. okay. Jocelyn Morehouse, uh, you might remember her. She did The Dressmaker. Oh, oh wow. I Kate love Winslet. That movie. Yeah. She did Proof. Have you guys done that movie? No. no I love the yeah, I, love I would Judy. love to come back and do that. I love Judy yeah. Davis and The Dressmaker. Though. Oh, my God. Judy, um, yeah. Also, the Peter Pan live action. The, yes. That, movie. Wait, she did that one? I thought he or directed he did no, that. No, he did. But yes, well, I love also, that movie she, too. She produces all of his stuff. Oh, okay, okay, that's oh, that's go. how got there it. That's go. how they're connected with Peter Pan. Yeah. Is that she produced oh. it? Yeah, that's a great movie too. Also, it is. James it's, Newton Howard. Yeah, it's a, it's a good adaptation. Oh, whatever happened to Jeremy too. Sumter? Uh, whatever happened to that one? You never. Know. See. I could tell you some things, but oh yeah, that'll be <laughs> awesome. not on the podcast. Just a bunch of just a bunch of B movies. All right. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's difficult. Ah. Sure. Is okay. all I'll say. All right. All right. All right. Fair <laughs> Just enough. Just based on based on things I've seen uh, in is person it, a couple times. Is it ah. like the is it like Ooh. the guy that was in Magic Mike and I am number four? Is yes. it like Alex <laughs> Pettifer? Or Alex Pettifer, yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's right. Of I think how so. he, he pretty much doesn't get work anymore because yeah. he's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Out I think it. he uh, got a little too big for his britches too early on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh well, but yeah, PJ Hogan does have some very queer sensibilities in his movies. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, know. I mean, a lot of the stuff that he does is universal, yes. which yes. I think is great. He yeah, he can appeal yeah. to males and females in a yeah. lot of different ways, which is really nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. not just a uh, you know explosions and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. not he's not a one trick pony anyway. Yeah, which yeah, is great. For sure. Yeah, man. I wonder if like Will and Grace had in like an alternate universe where Will and Grace doesn't get picked up. Is and, Deborah Messing jump you know jumping in and playing sure. Jules oh. in the like in the well? And also, it's series. probably probably the success of this movie had inspired it. Probably yeah. inspired yeah. NBC yeah. to greenlight it too. Yeah, yeah. Even if it yeah if it hadn't been uh, conceptualized yet, I'm sure that you know those two writers are like, oh, we need to do something similar mm-hmm. to this because it's a hit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I had never put to, put the that together, What's but it that? makes perfect sense. Yeah, that like that's just the timing of Will oh, and Grace, sure. and like you know, 
how that got on the air, like, at that time. Because yeah. I feel like, yeah, it was, like, you know, the late 90s, progressive. But still, I don't know. It's a, it's a full-on sitcom where one of the main characters is a homo. Yeah. So, Two I of think, them, really. Yeah, yeah, really. Well, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, this movie probably definitely had... You know, some influence a, a, for yeah. sure. The success of it, anyway. I'm sure the box office when yes. uh, when NBC saw it, you know, they were yeah. just like, "Oh, we could we could cash in a little bit here." I'm yeah, always very sure. curious um, of how close Julia was to that Oscar nomination for '97 because I feel like there was room in the category. I think for, this film got snubbed across yeah. the board in a lot. I mean, of it got right? it got best score, but I mean, right. it it got. A handful of Globes. I was going to say, got, did she okay. nomination? It got two acting nominations yeah. for the Globes for both Julia and Rupert. Okay. Uh, best Picture, Musical, and Comedy. I think that Julia lost to As Good As It Gets for Helen Hunt. Oh. But I do kind of wonder of, it's like, how good. close was yeah. Julia to that Oscar? I wonder. Because it's yeah. like... Julie Christie in Afterglow. Nobody remembers that movie. Like put in <laughs> put in Julia Roberts for my best friend's wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been pretty big at the time, though, for a comedic performance. Well, I mean, be. yeah, that's what I was. I mean, say. she I got think nominated, comedies weren't. She got nominated for Pretty Woman. That though, I mean, yep. and it is a comedy. It is a comedy, but I think yeah. this one's more of a yes. straight comedy. Yeah, you know, that one that that one deals in. It's a little bit more heavy, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, you know. And maybe also the circumstances of her being a little bit more of the ingenue at that point. Yeah. Ingenue and just sort of pretty woman just had a huge moment. Yeah. 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 The, the yeah this film, out. I think this mm-hmm. film was also really big, but I do think it's a little bit more niche. It's different. Yeah. 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 For sure. Huh. Well, I mean, I, I'm i not the one that's watching this movie once a year. I, I, that's I think on I almost watch it every yeah, year. I think that's on Scott's Like I mentioned watch, at the top of the on. show, like, it's a perfect romantic comedy. I agree. Like it yeah. has all of the classic elements yeah. and it also, without a, being monotonous. It will. Yes. And also without yes. being that. And also it's at a point in popular culture where you could make a movie like this mm. and it wasn't overly winking at the audience of yes. what it was. Yeah. That a lot of this stuff was still new for audiences. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, yeah, a lot of it was new, but even the, even the aspects of it that were not new, yeah. I think were just handled in such a, unique and interesting way that it sets mm-hmm. this one apart from a lot of others you know oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah wow i mean we're i think we could keep talking about this for a while but we're running out of time <laughs> they're taking it off netflix the day that yeah, this comes out unfortunately, so. <laughs> but listeners. i think this is one of those movies that is always on some streaming platform or if it's or not on this it's, it's on good Prime. enough that you should buy it yeah exactly. that's how i feel about it yeah. i think it's such a good movie and also i think right now too with like uh like digital rentals like mm-hmm. Apple TV or you know Amazon Prime or whatever. Yeah. $4. Come on. Yeah. $4 so. you get it for 2 days. That's a coffee. It's like going to the video <laughs> just, store. Yeah. Just just skip your just skip your ice latte. Yeah. Get uh, watch a movie. You can watch it twice. Movie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Remember those days back in at Blockbuster you'd rent a movie and watch it four or five times over the totally, weekend. Totally. Yeah. I was that kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, "Let's watch it again." Yeah. <laughs> well, Blake, I'm so glad that we had you over in person yeah. to talk about this movie. I've been wanting to get me. to it for a while and it was fun to finally catch up with you in person yes thank you yeah this was one of my favorites i was very excited that uh you guys wanted me to come back yeah for sure <laughs> um are you still working on your youtube um, so gay in the life right so now we haven't been posting any new episodes of a gay mm-hmm. in the life it's youtube.com a gay in the life where we interview uh queer people from around the world about their coming out experiences mm-hmm. or living as queer in different countries um it's been a while since we posted on that because we may have some news as far as the development, as oh, far great. as that okay, goes, okay. Um, we're waiting on 
finalizing something in the next couple of weeks, but we'll let you know if that cool. happens. All yeah. right. Right on. Well, we're we'll excited. definitely keep uh, keep checking in on that. Yeah, we'll keep thank you. But and you guys were engaged pre-pandemic. And <laughs> yeah, had to like deal with all of that. Yeah. The Pete longest sister, engagement. Pete's yeah. sister just had to deal with all of that. Of, yeah. And also, we've had friends pushed yeah. their wedding a full calendar year. Yep, yep. Well, yep. We were initially going to get married on our 10-year anniversary, February 2020. Yes. Yeah. I think, and then everything started to kind of shut down, so we kept pushing it, kept pushing it, and um, yeah, I think this is third time's a charm. <laughs> okay. So we have uh, in, a, in September. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming on the show. We'd love to have you back. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, until next time, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Fun episode. Yay, another fun one in the hopper. Um, th- oh, as always, we want to give some special shout-outs. Patreon shout-outs? Listeners and to our patrons. Head on over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay for some excellent content. And you can get a shout-out. Just like our pals, Amy, Layton, Shelby, Merle, Jacob, Michael, Charlie, Heather, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Josh, Emma, Millie, Aaron, Melinda, and Jim, Jessica, John, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rafino. Thank you guys so much for being our patrons. Thanks, guys. Yes, indeed, we've got we just put up a commentary track for one of my favorite horror movies from the eighties, Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. It was a fun one. Very fun, fun movie. And we just found out all of the Twilight movies were added to Netflix. Yes, indeed. And I have a big old soft spot for all of the Twilight movies. So yeah. I think that we'll at least do the first one. I think Twilight number one will definitely... Mm-hmm. That'll uh, be a fun watch. Yeah, that'll definitely be a commentary track. So if you're a Twi-hard... That's probably going to be like early August. Yes. Check out uh, check out the Patreon feed. You might get a Twilight commentary track. So that's lots of fun. So that's over on Patreon.com slash Movies That Made Us Gay. We would also love it if you would rate Review and subscribe. Give on us five Apple stars, Podcasts. please. Smash those stars yes, right. Indeed. <laughs> Give us five stars. And also write us a review. Uh, if you write us a good review, we will read it on the air. Also, write a review, take a screenshot, post it in your story, or just uh, DM it to us, and we will put it in our stories on Instagram. We'll, you know, repost all that fun stuff and we'll read it on yeah. the air. So that's always fun. So we love those reviews and five-star ratings. So that's on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on our socials, Facebook and Instagram, at Movies That Made Us Gay. And MTMUG Pod on Twitter. Yes, indeed. You can find us, our personal socials. My name is Pete. I am at Peter Lasagna on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Oscar Scott on Twitter, Scott Young Baller on Instagram, and just Scott Young Baller on Letterboxd. See what I'm watching. Yes, indeed. We have to – we'll create a Letterboxd just for the podcast. I've been all about reading Letterboxd reviews. Yes. They're very funny. I've been following a podcast of just random – 
thoughts of people on Letterbox, and they always make me laugh. Yes, yes. La- inappropriate Letterbox uh, <laughs> uh, reviews. Very fun. You should check it out. But go find us on Letterbox. But yeah, we'll probably make a Letterbox account just yeah, for we the, should. the show. We talk about all the movies that we've done. That'll that'll be a, an undertaking since we've done 110. That's wild. That's wild. 110 episodes, you guys. Thank you so much for listening all this time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And mm-hmm. until next time, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.